You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey, Chickapees, Ace Man here. Very excited. This week on Ace on the House, our 50th anniversary. Where's the time gone, Ray? I've only been here for 20. Oh, really? Yeah. Geez, it feels like more. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday. Or visit aceonthehouse.com, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. From Level 5 City in Glendale, it's This Week with Larry Miller. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who likes coffee. Hi, folks. Welcome back to This Week with Larry Miller. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And don't they sound good? They do every week, as always. Of course, that's the Jim Fink Orchestra and the Tammy Vermillion Dancers featuring boy tenor Neil Rohrer asking the musical question, What was the best thing before sliced bread? Now, I think that's very funny. The Colonel and I really did. By the way, keep sending those things in because they're very funny. And uh, you guys, no kidding, it's like the Chuck Norris jokes that people have been doing for years. You guys are doing really well. They're very funny, and we laugh out loud, so please keep sending them in. And that's that's another good question. What was the best thing before sliced bread? And what did people say? Well, say, that's the best thing since the wheel. I mean, what did? how far back do you have to go? Or the best thing... Since bread. Since actual bread. Say, you know, it's good bread. If you had that, this is the best thing since bread. I think, by the way, I could be wrong. I think it was sometime in the 1920s that sliced bread became uh, commercially popular. And uh, I saw a great special on hot dogs on the road. One of those History Channel specials that used to be about history, but now it's about the history of the hot dog, which is fine, by the way. I don't mind, because I like hot dogs. And in fact, I saw that special. It was before a show. I was getting dressed and shaved and everything. And I was watching the special thinking, I've got to eat more hot dogs. These things are unbelievable, the way they describe them. So at any rate, thanks, Neil. That was pretty good. What was the best thing before sliced bread? And by... Amazon. That's right. Amazon.com. We are brought to you by Amazon.com. And you know how to do this. You go to our website, which is LarryMillerPodcast.com. And by the way, I just got a thumbs up from Colonel Jeff because it didn't even put it on the screen. And I panicked for a second because I actually didn't know it. And then I relaxed and said, I've said this 3,500 times. I ought to know it. Actually, this is a new address, though. So it's LarryMillerPodcast.com. You go there. When you want to go to Adam Amazon, you go to LarryMillerPodcast.com. There's a banner with the word Amazon on it. You click on it, and you can get anything in the world. As you know, we love to say on Amazon, you can get anything in the world you want, except, of course, an actual Amazon. And if you figure out how to get an actual Amazon, we'd like you to please call us. And we will pay part of the freight so to speak, to get you the actual Amazon. Now, we don't have uh, any other sponsors right now, but I want to tell you something, and this is actually very important. It's in the form of a thank you that uh, that we're doing really, really well on the show, and we're very grateful. This is our 
last show of the year, and when the new year starts, we're going to start up again with it. We're very happy here. As you know, we love doing this, and it is not lip service. We couldn't do it without you. We have more than doubled our numbers since last year, and we're very happy. And you know what? We have a lot of sponsors who've been contacting us, and I think we'll have a lot of interesting deals for the next year. But this, as you know, is the point of the Million Martini March. We're very grateful. And uh, so we had to, the Colonel had kitted around and saying we have a humble goal of getting one million new listeners by the end of the year. But that was just teasing, of course. We've decided we want 200 million new listeners before the end of the year, and that means each of you needs to tell 35,000 people. And I'm just being silly, of course, but you know what? We're at Facebook.com slash Larry Miller Podcast. Tell your friends, join the Million Martini March. And you know what? It's fun for us. It really means the world because this is how you keep score. This is the report card. It's how the numbers go. Podcasting, as I think you know, I've always felt, I've, a lot of people have said things like this, I've always felt it's like television in 1946. I think it's really going to take off. It's for our needs right here. It's about the voice. It's about getting a, a, a voice out there and putting on a show that really feels like show business is brand new to all of us. As much as I love all of show business, every time I do this podcast, it feels brand new and the whole nature of storytelling and entertaining feels brand new. So I, I love it very much. Please, please tell a friend. And you know what? I think we're going to have uh, some some really, really good sponsors next year, which is, as you know, fun for us, in addition to the fact that it's hell, ha- also how we keep score, how more people get interested in it. The more of you who get interested in it, the more of them who will get interested in it. So thank you very much, and tell a friend or tell three and a half friends. And uh, And now it's time for, that's right, the joke of the week. And this week, <laughs> this one made me laugh, and it made the colonel laugh. And uh, I didn't have it in my head till about 10, 10 minutes before we went on, but I think this is pretty good. And here we go. Two Jews are walking down the street, and they see uh, there's a church up ahead with a sign on the door that says, $100 for any Jews who want to come in and convert. And one says to the other, gee, you know, uh, uh, we, we should go do that. And he said, the other one says, well, I don't want to convert. I, want, I, I like what I am. And the other one says, well, me too. But, you know, and he says, well, I'll tell you what, you know, why don't you go and you'll sign up and you convert and you can get the money and then you come out and you don't have to believe it. You could just tell them anything you want and then you can just come right back out. And he says, hey, that's a pretty good idea. So he goes inside. It takes about 10 minutes. He comes back outside and his friend said to him, do you, do, well, did you convert? Yes. I did. Did they give you and did they give you the money? And his friend says, "You Jews always with the money." So that's a, I think that's a pretty good joke and fun to tell. So that was our joke of the week. And now there's another update. That's right. It's the safety razor update. We have. Our friend, I told you last week, our friend Tom Crow sent a very nice letter and sent uh, a really nice Mercur hefty safety razor with a bag of razor blades. And uh, or as, or as the colonel said, oh, look, how nice. It's a dime bag of razor blades. And uh, in some sort of future shock drug world where, you know, it's like, what was that movie with the plant? There's no water. Water is at a premium. It's water and razor blades that are worth all the money. 
At any rate, uh, Tom sent this this thing, and I shaved for the first time with it today. And I wanted to – he not only wrote a very sweet letter and uh, said something very nice about listening to the show with his 11-year-old son, and I'm here to tell you it was a terrific shave, and this is not lip service. As you know, I'll never lie to you because if I lie to you, I'm lying to myself. I would never just say, hey, it was great. It was really great, but it was also deep in a way. It was like picking it up again. It was like a violinist who hasn't picked up a violin in 30 years. And just holding it in my hands, the heft of it. And I called my kids in to see and to feel this and to watch. And as you might expect, they very, very quickly said, can we leave now? So I said, okay, go ahead. And they went back to playing, well, Call of Duty. But the point is, it was so interesting. It was a very deep experience for me. It took me back to the first razors I had. And you know what? When you unscrew it, when you unscrew that razor and pick it up and put the razor blade on, and Tom, by the way, also sent a bunch of different kinds of razor blades in the dime bag. And so I'm going to go through and try all of them. I nicked myself a little, but that's just because this experience is very different from the sensor threes and the things I started kidding around about, about, well, this one has three blades, this one has four blades. You know, but you have four in the three-pack and three in the four-pack. So it's very different. It took me way back, and it was really something. And I enjoyed it, not just in a giggling, fun way. I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Tom. I'm going to keep shaving with that every day. And by the way, the shave I have, no kidding, and the, the aftershave, the Old Spice aftershave I use every day in my life since I started shaving. By the way, they're one of the sponsors we're going to go after. That's actually true. Because, I, I, you know, I, we've talked about this before, and I always said to the colonel, you know, that, uh, hey, you know, we can get – what about the things people are interested in the Internet, interested in podcasting and all these companies, but they're looking for someone who can sell their products? And I said, you know what? Someone at Topsiders has to listen to the Internet. And someone at – because I'm wearing a Brooks Brothers shirt, Top Sarders, Slack, which is all I ever wear. And I'm wearing Old Spice, which is all I ever put on. But this shave was really something. So thank you, Tom. It means the world. And it reminded me of something else, because his last name is Krull, C-R-U-L-L. And it reminded me of a race of people called the Krell, K-R-E-L-L, the Krell. And that was from a movie, speaking of things that took me way back, a movie called Forbidden Planet that I just wanted to tell you about for a second and recommend because it's very, very good. It's something, I think it's from 1955. It's got that great 1955 color, that splash. It's wonderful. And it stars, it has a great cast, Walter Pidgeon. It was a great, great actor. Leslie Nielsen, whom you all know, of course, as the funniest guy in history who just passed on a year or so ago. And Leslie Nielsen is in this because this was from his handsome leading man days. And Anne Francis, who went on to do so many things, became Honey West on TV, the private eye show in the uh, 70s, I think that was. And also Earl Holloman, whom I met at a car wash here in Los Angeles a year or two ago, and I'm telling you, this guy you know from a thousand things. The guy is great. You know, from a thousand movies, he was not only in, more recently in Sharky's Machine, well, that was already some years ago, but he works a lot. He's great in everything, and he was great in this. And Robbie the Robot, I think it's a universal movie, because Robbie the Robot 
which had an actual guy in it, became a, a special attraction at Universal, I think, for decades after that. So the point is, it's so well made, it's so well written, it's so well acted, so well shot, and it's just a lot of fun. And it has a deep theme. It's about this planet, um, the Krell, on it. And I won't tell you anything about it because I hate when reviews... I'm not doing a review. I'm just saying to you, I, I, I just can't recommend enough that that you give this a try. This is something we've talked about, that, that the colonel and the doctor and I have talked about, putting in something in the show where I talk about a movie every week that really means something. And the, the, we just passed the time, obviously, when a lot of great Christmas movies have been out. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you more about those next year, because you have to talk about a Christmas movie before Christmas. As you well know, in America, and this is the way we all are, whether it's Thanksgiving, if you talk about Thanksgiving Two and a half days after that, the first day after Thanksgiving, if you say, wow, I'm still digesting my meal, everyone says, yeah, I know what you mean. Two days after that, if you talk about Thanksgiving, people will look at you and say, Thanksgiving, what are you talking about? That was eight months ago. It, things vanish quickly. So I won't talk about, I won't talk about uh, Christmas movies now, but it reminded me when Tom Krull sent in that great razor, it reminded me of The Krell, and it's a terrific movie, Forbidden Planet. It really works, and what a treat to see. As my parents used to say, uh, you know, it's a shame because when you, when you love someone in the movies and on TV, you want to say, gee, it's a shame people have to get old because when, someone, when a woman is beautiful or when a man is handsome, oh, it's a, my mom used to say, it's a shame they have to get old because they're so pretty at that point. And I'll tell you what, as astonishing as Leslie Nielsen became as the funny guy he was for so many years, and there was never anyone better, as you know. As astonishing as that was, he had a career before that. That was, he was in the Swamp Fox. I think we even told you he played Francis Marion, the lead in that show. But this was a good-looking guy. And uh, so it's really something. Go see Forbidden Planet uh, if you get a chance. You can pick that up on, people can do that on all, all the surfaces they have now with, with TVs. So... Give it a try. And we're going to do something now that we've never done before. Of course, we've never done it before. But this is actually just our second end of the year, second Christmas time, second New Year's coming around too. And you know what? I told a story, and I asked Jeff about this before we went on, because I told a story last year, and I said, you know what? There's never a shortage of stories. We have a backlog of things for me to talk about. But... I said, you know what? I told a story because I was talking to my Uncle Arnie today. He sent me a book, and he's quite a guy. And you may remember, those of you who have been fans for a long time, I said to Jeff, should I tell that story again about those gifts I got? Would that be nice at the end of the year to have it more or less become kind of a tradition? Because the story will always change, and he thought that was a good idea. So this is the only time... I've repeated a story on the show, but it feels like something that maybe should be done. It's sort of like, well, in, in stand-up or in the one-man show I do, as as Jeff pointed out, well, to do the, the that piece, The Five Levels of Drinking, as an encore sometimes. You know what? It's it's nice. It brings things around again. And in the same way, in a, in a loftier way, it's nice to come around, you know, the, you know around uh, Christmas every year, every December, you're going to see a Christmas story, the, the, the great movie we've talked about before because, of course, someone sent me a leg lamp. And so at any rate, I'm going to tell this story again. It's about the the time I almost went clean in gifts. I had 
an acting job. Now, this is, by the way, this has got to be 20 years ago. And I had an acting job deep in the San Fernando Valley. And it was it was shot way, way north of Ventura Boulevard. And on the way back, I have never in my life ever gotten gifts for people except eight minutes before the holiday. I've never done that. I've never been able to do that. Every single year I've always said to myself, you know what, this year, because you know how people shop, people shop for Christmas presents in July, and they're just really together about things. I've never been able to do that. So on the way back from this job, this part, way deep north in the valley, I passed a mall I'd never seen before, and... You know, I thought, you know, I don't know why. I thought, why don't I just go in there and take a look around? It was about 2 in the afternoon. That's right. And uh, I didn't have to be home. Well, come to think of it, it was before I was married. And so I I decided to walk around there a little bit. And I saw a store. And I wasn't even thinking about gifts. It was something I'd never seen before in my life. It was a music box store. And sometimes in Los Angeles, you know, it always makes me laugh over the years that Certain stores will just specialize in two things. It's it's just combs and sequin shorts. Just that. And you always want to say, how does anybody make a living in these places? Just that. Do you have nothing else? You don't have a flip book? You don't have gum? No. Just sequin shorts and combs. That's it. But in this case, I thought music boxes. I don't even know when the last time was I thought about a music box. And this store in this mall on the second floor Way in the corner somewhere was just a music box store, and I walked in, not a big place, and, uh, oh, I guess it was 20 by 20 and was filled, lots of shelves, lots of different racks in the middle, and it was filled with different music boxes, and it was empty, completely empty in there. I guess no one really wants music boxes. And the guy came out, he was somewhere, from somewhere in the Middle East, I guess, and he had a big smile on his face. He said, yes, hello. And I said, uh, you know what? Yeah, I think uh, maybe I'll get some gifts this year here. And he showed me one. And I was looking for a gift for my friend Marsha Hamilton, my friend's wife. And he said he showed me a music box. These were all great. Because as you know, when it comes to gifts generally, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or anything else, when it comes to gifts, if you spend 70 to $160, you're really doing well. That's a that's a price, really, that feels about right for a gift. Obviously, if you're going to get jewelry, it's going to have to be $400, $800, $1,200, whatever that is. But if you're going to spend $70 to $160, that's a pretty handleable price. And some, for some reason, in my family and in my friends, it was all women. At that point, I knew and I had made a list. I leaned on the counter there and wrote this out with this guy saying, yes, let me help you. And with that in mind, I leaned on the counter. It was 17 gifts I made, 17 names, and 16 were women. Marcia had four daughters and her husband is my dearest friend Pete from school. And he and I had a deal many years ago that, you know what, I'll never buy you a gift. You don't have to buy me a gift. It's one of those. That's a cool friends thing to be able to do, by the way. We'll stick with drinks. You know what? Past that, I don't need anything. You don't need anything. So it was Marcia and the four girls and and the rest of my sister and her daughter. And also then at that point, my nephew was young. I thought he might like a music box. He was the one guy on the list. It was Everything else was all women. And I said to this guy, I said, you know what? It was 17 names. And he looked at me because he had showed me one. And I said, you know what? 
I think I can go clean with you. And he said, what is, what is that? What is clean? And there's no one in the store. And I said to him, go clean. You go clean on the list. This is my list. This is everything I need. I think I can do it all here. Can you do it for me here? Can you show me all these names? And now I'm getting sort of like a light in my eyes, like a true believer. And, and I said, I want to go clean, and I think you can take me there. And he had such pleasure. He lit up to He said, yes, we go clean. And he showed me around. We went name by name on that list. And well, this one is in college. This one is a mother. This one is that. And he, he was good. He found one for everyone. And I'm telling you, it was exactly right. And then at a certain point, he said, wait, I said, how do I get these out of here? Can I mail these through you? He said, yes. And he brought out the whole family was in the back and he had kids. We all shook hands. We took a picture together and everybody, he got the kids started unwrapping them and his wife started making the forms up for whether it was going to be UPS or FedEx, whatever it was. And I was going to send them all out. I had the addresses all down and I said, to him in the middle of this, and this is taking a while, by the way. This is a two-hour process. And I said to him, I've got news for you. I've never done this before. I've never gone clean with someone like this. Got the whole list. Just go clean. And he said, I've never done anything. He said, I, I want to go clean. I want, I want to go clean with you and for you. And I said, we are. We're doing it. And with the whole family here, this is really something. And, folks, we did it. It took two hours, 17 gifts, 17 addresses, 17 forms, Everything paid in full. He said, this is, is, is that it? And then, and then I made a mistake, and I still think it was stupid, and I don't even know why I said it. And he said, so that's it. You got everyone. You went clean. And I said, and I just blurted out, I just conversationally, because we knew each other so well at this point, I just said, well, all except for Uncle Arnie. And he said, his face dropped for a second. He said, who's Uncle Arnie? And I said, well, he's my un uncle. He's one of my mother's brothers, and everyone else had passed on, and their family at this point, and Uncle Arnie was left, and uh, and he just said, uh, we'll, we'll get Uncle Arnie a music box. And I said, uh, I, uh, I, I don't think he's a music box kind of guy. I, I really don't. And... Uh, and he said, yes, we go we go clean. I said, you have gone clean. But it was stupid. That's why I was stupid. See, I shouldn't have brought it up because he was very happy and his family was very happy and there was no one in there. And so it was a good day for all of us. And I said, I, 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 I have to be honest, he's, not, he's, he's really not a music box uh, kind of guy. He said, tell me, tell me about him. And I said, because he remember he had found a gift for everyone. It was so specific and he had done so well. And I said, I... Uh, I'm sorry to say he was all right. I, I, I said, well, he, well, he was in the, you know, in the 30s. He like he, he fought in Spain. He was just, and then he after the war, he then he was an artist in in, in France. He went there for a while, and he said, yes, art. And then he shows shows me like uh, something to do with someone, and and I can't even remember what it was at this point. But it wasn't even it wasn't an artist with an easel. I would have gotten that, but he didn't want a music box. I said, no, I don't think that's right. He, he said, so you. He was in the army. Yes, yes, yes. And he showed me he had one with pirates on it. And I said, well, that's – look, I love you, but I, I don't think he's – a music box is really the way to go for him. And he just – he showed me three or four others. And folks, just to make him happy, but the truth is I thought to myself, it's not about just making him happy. We really did have a good time together, and we really did good work. It's a case where he would have known – if I just took a music box that wasn't right for Uncle Arnie, 
just to make him happy. If I had said, all right, give me the pirate music box, he would have said, no, it's not clean. We want to go clean. And I know he would have said that, and he knew, he knows I would have said that. So I closed out everything. I paid for it all. It was fabulous. We shook hands, but there was a lost look in his face. And as we shook hands, I said, you know, you did great. He said, uh, but we didn't go clean. I said, yes, we did. We really did. You know what? Sometimes life isn't perfect, and this was cleaner than it's ever been for me. This is clean. This may be as clean as life gets. Maybe we should never look for perfection, not in this world. And maybe this is just good. He said, yes, I know, but I thought we'd go, we'd go clean. And now he's using the word. He loved the word the way I first said it. So he was now he was enjoying it. But I could we, we could have been clean. I said, you know what? It's really, it's really perfect. He said, but Uncle Arnie, he said, uh, I said, he doesn't, he's not a music box guy. And I'll get something for him. But believe me, I can't tell you anything else about him. It's just, you did great. And we shook hands. There was a tiny, tiny bit of sadness, but only tiny because it was great. I spent a bunch of dough there. They were happy. They had a good afternoon in the business they've made. There was no one else in there. And I thanked him. And from my point of view, I didn't carry anything out of that store. I had everything sent out. And for the first time in my life, I was clean. I, I, I was as clean as I was ever going to be. I didn't have to carry any gifts. I didn't have to send any gifts. I didn't have to write cards. They did it all with the help of his family. I did every single thing I needed to do for that whole gift-giving season. So, And it was a little bit of sadness, and I said, don't worry. You did great. You did really great. Don't worry about Uncle Arnie at all. And we shook hands, and I walked out down the mall, and by now it's close to dinner. It was about 4.30, and I looked around down the mall, and I remembered where the daughter was to the garage, and I started walking down there on that second floor. Folks, I got about 50 or 100 feet away from that store, and I hear just that of feet running down the hall coming at me. And, you know, normally just defensively, it's just something, a sound that sounds like someone running at you. And the mall is empty. So I, I turned around, and I, just as I turned, it was him. It was the guy from the store. And just as I turned, he, he, he was standing there with such a hopeful look on his face, and he just shouted, Does he drink coffee? And I said, w- w- What? And he said, Does he drink coffee? I said, you mean Uncle Arnie? Yes. Does he drink coffee? I said, yes. But how does that help you even? It, it doesn't, I don't know what you mean. You don't have co- I could get some coffee. And I said, we mail him coffee and then we clean. And I said, and I put my hands on his shoulders. Now, again, this is one of those moments in life. All things that you and I like and everyone here likes, all things are small in a way. It's the best part of life. Here, this man and I had made a moment for more than two hours, and we were actually discussing this as if it was a serious issue. And that's why, you know, folks, you know what? It is a serious issue. It's the issue we had made with our lives. And I put my hands on his shoulders, and I said, you know what? You really did great. And he does drink coffee. But that's not clean for you because your store is... And he said, yes, yes, I know, I know. It's music boxes. I said, exactly, it's music boxes. So even if you went to a jewelry store and got him a wristwatch and then brought it back to me and I paid you for it, that's really not... And he knew. He just said, yes, it's not clean. It's not going clean. And I said, so we okay now? He said, yes. 
And we shook hands again, and we had a smile on it because we both knew that moment of him running down the hallway and, and screaming, does he drink coffee? That was a pretty good moment in life. And so you know what? That story, to me, is good enough, and, it, and it's about this time of year. And I've had enough people mention it that I thought, you know what? For those of you, first of all, who have joined us as, as listeners and fans of the show and for those who haven't heard the story and for those who have but maybe wanted to hear it again, I think we might just make that a tradition where once a year I tell the story of the man who shouted, Does he drink coffee? Because you know what, folks? We are here now. The colonel, the doctor, and I are here now in an empty studio. Things have closed up so nicely here at Ace for the year. Last night was the Christmas party, and everybody was here. Everybody who has a show here, and everybody who works here, and it's not very big. It's it's sort of well, it's it's a mom and pop company in many ways. So there are about twenty people here with uh, some girlfriends, some boyfriends, and uh, and Adam and Allison and everyone was here. And Adam made a speech, and we all had a toast. And we all ate a lot. It's one of those nights, by the way, where I also said, well, I'm not going to eat or drink tonight because I'm going to go home and then I'll eat and drink. And then you walk in the back there after taping the show and you say, well, I'll have one beer. I've got to be social. And then you have one beer. And you say, well, you know what? That's a good beer. Well, why don't you want to try this beer? So then you have a couple of beers and someone has a bottle of tequila and they, they got us a gift. You say, let's have a shot. Okay, well, I have one shot. And then you have a meal. Well, I don't want Jeff made the bratwurst that he boils in beer. Well, I'll have one of those. Well, I'll have two of those. All right, I'll have some potato chips. Well, what about the flap steak? What about Ozzy's flap steak? You got to have Ozzy's flap steak. So we had a terrific night. And you know what, though? By taping this, this, as I mentioned, is our last show of the year here at This Week with Larry Miller. And it's perfect to end on because this place is empty now. We've been here at times, the three of us, the colonel, the doctor, and I, have been here at times when there's been one or two people or close to empty or sometimes at off hours if the schedules demanded it. But you know what? It's clearly empty now. It's clearly holiday time empty. It's clearly coming up to Christmas empty. It's clear that everyone has said, that's enough show business for the year. It's enough. And it made me think of that because I walked in today thinking, you know what? I feel so tired. I was snapping at the kids a little more. You know, when you come like up the stairs, you're trying to wipe, you're tweeting something. You come up the stairs, don't tell him I got with dinner. No, give him that. Eat the carrots with the fork. And, you know, you realize, and my kids actually said, have you lost your mind? I said, don't you make him laugh when he's eating a, a meatball like that. So, you know what? I realized, wow, I am, I am at the edge now. And it's a good time for all of us to remember something. This, I talk about this in my one-man show, in the cocktails show, that you know something? That sharecroppers in 1840 had hard lives, but they knew something we've forgotten. Folks, they knew how to sit on a porch at the end of the day and relax, as hard as their lives were, they knew how to sit in that rocking chair, have a cup of homemade whiskey, just look out over the fields and let it go. And we've forgotten that in a way. And as I love pointing out in the show, you know, most of the time our days don't even really end, do they? Whether it's between job, work, dating, kids, marriage, anything you're doing. Well, i got to write this, got to do this. Well, i got to go back to the story, need more orange juice. The days don't really even end. They just stop at a certain point, and we're all, we all get exhausted to a certain point. So you know what? Tonight, Jeff and Chris and I, Jeff Fox and Chris Loxamana and I are, when we close up, we're the last ones here. 
Everything was closed last night, and everything was closed this morning. And when we leave and literally turn out the lights and pull the gate closed here at Ace Broadcasting, you know what? This place is going to be empty till after the new year. So it's nice. It's a nice moment. It's nice for us. And when we close up shop and say good night to you, we're going to go out and we're going to continue our little million martini march and then get some of that fried chicken we missed last time. We'll take a couple of pictures and tell you about it in the new year. But I guess the message is you you can you deserve to relax a little bit too. Whatever you do for a living, whatever your life is like, wherever you live, and whether this has been a banner year for you or a hard year for you, you know what? I and everyone here wish you the best new year the happiest and healthiest and most filled new year you could possibly have with all good things in it. But for now, for today, you know what? Turn out your own lights, close your own gate, and let's all turn our heads off and not worry about work and not worry about the future and just say, let's all let a breath out and join the Million Martini March. And so, you know what, exactly. Let's just, as Jeff put a sign up, no plugs, just rap. And that's exactly right. Our website here is LarryMillerPodcast.com. Anything you want, you can get through there. And as we're fond of saying, all roads lead to Rome. Because, folks, it means the world for me to say and for you to understand, as always, Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. So you know what? Until the next time in the new year, as always, remember... If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. And that is the truest thing I knew last year and this year and next year. All the blessings to you and yours, and we'll see you then.